You're listening to the MLS Fantasy Insider, bringing you weekly tips, tricks, and advice for the official MLS Fantasy game. Hello and welcome to the MLS Fantasy Insider, our preview of round 11 of the 2022 MLS Fantasy season. This episode is brought to you by Seattle Sounders, the 2022 CONCACAF champions. No, actually, but actually, but no, actually brought to you by the amazing Patreon supporters of the MLS Fantasy Insider. Without you guys, we could not be keeping this show going at the high quality that we bring to you each week. I'm your host, Reed Connolly from MLSFantasyBoss.com, and tonight I'm joined by my partner in fantasy, Mr. Blaine Riffle, freshly showered, I might add. And I'd like to welcome our two special guests, one planned, one impromptu. We have uh, Christian Ward and Tyler Norman, both from the Discord community. And of course, Tyler, also the author of our Differentials article at MLSFantasyBoss.com. Hey, guys. Hello. Hey. Hello, yes, thanks. Uh, thanks for joining. Hope everyone uh, enjoys this little impromptu. Ashley cannot be with us tonight. Nothing's wrong. Again, nothing's wrong. I like to point that out because people do ask, and I definitely appreciate that. Uh, Spencer had to travel, and so she is home with the kid tonight and uh, couldn't join us. But definitely sad that she could not be here because Seattle Sanders. Tyler, I give this win total credit to you. Because yep. as you oh informed credit. us last week, you were this is I think this was after the show. So people I don't think people yeah. heard this. This was after the show. You did not go to this okay. game because why? I purposely did not buy tickets to the game because mm-hmm. the last two years that I have gone, and this has been like five, six, seven, I don't even know how many, a lot quite a few games. We have lost every single game that I've gone to in person. So I knew this. And, and I knew, I was one of the few who knew that that scoreline was because Tyler did not show up. So everyone should be giving their thanks to Tyler for not going to that game because he is the reason Seattle won. Or rage at me if you're not against Seattle or if you're against Seattle. I, I, I wish you'd gone. <laughs> it's, that's ridiculous. It's, it's ridiculous to me any MLS fan <laughs> would be upset by what just happened. It's, it's absolutely my No, I, I'm happy for the Sounders, but... I'm happy for MLS in general. Obviously, it's huge, and and there's no uh, there's no doubt, there's no doubt. Um, but man, you guys are going to be so insufferable. Hey, I've a uh... <laughs> never mind. Yeah, well, I, can't, I, can't, I, can't, I can't I can't defend that. Neither yeah, neither know, here nor cause... there, nor nor do we have to worry about in fantasy. But I think there will be a question tonight, and that is how relevant are Seattle players going to be? And I we will get to that later in the show. Let's do a quick recap. Uh, this was the first actual double game week. So for those of you who are new to the game, I know bef- we this is our second double game week of the season, but that first one was a faux double game week because there was a week between the games. This was the first real one with Cincinnati and Toronto playing on Wednesday and then playing again on the weekend. So they did not have that week rest. So this was the true double game week of where you could see how some of these rotations or how the points and everything were going to be affected by the same week. We've got a bigger one coming up. So this was your dipping your toe into the, to the system, but you can even see how some of these players did. How did you guys do uh, at the end of everything, Tyler? Uh, I had one twelve. I mean, 
I feel bad about it because I mean, my forward picks were horrible. I went. Luckily, I threw Jesus Jimenez on the bench, but then I threw Magno in because I had Taddy and he ended up not starting. Then I had Swiderski and I knew it was a trap, but I went him anyways. <laughs> uh, so yeah, one twelve. Not happy about it, as Ashley would say. Understandable. Blaine, what about you? Yeah, one nineteen. Uh, that's a weak rank three oh nine. I mean, you really can't complain too much when you're in that top five hundred on weak rank. I mean, like to be a little higher, but I don't know. I just felt felt like I missed a few things, but I also hit some places I didn't expect to. I uh, had Lennon, and then I took Aaron Long going for the Red Bull thing, and Red Bulls didn't really work out, but he scored a goal. Like, so you can't complain when a defender scores a goal and doesn't get the clean sheet. I mean, kind of saves that pick, but I was. I was fortunate enough to put Pozuelo on the bench, but I also had Santi Rodriguez and Driussi and Andrade. So I got a lot of nothing out of a few players I expected to do more. Mixed bag, I'll take it, but this probably firmly locks me out of Champions League this time. And I've got to go for the next qualifier to really get in. Just couldn't make up ground. And this is a week, I think if you hit big, you could have made up a lot of ground on Champions League standings. Absolutely. Christian, what about you? What Blaine said. <laughs> copy, word for word. Copy yeah. and paste. Uh, I didn't have an awesome uh, awesome round either. I had 102 points. Actually, it looks like I've been hit by the the uh, score correction bug. Not bug. Thank you, Tyler, for oh. taking the point away from me. 101 <laughs> points. Uh, uh, no, I guess I should really be thanking Skylar for taking a point away from me. Um, 101 points. Pretty, pretty average. Uh, mostly my, my bench did well, had Powell on the bench, had Vasquez on the bench. That was great. Pozuelo didn't swap, swap in. Um, my, my big hiccup was I lost my nerve and didn't go with my Cincinnati goalkeeper. I switched at the very end. And so I ended up with uh, Red Bull, Red Bulls back there. And that did not, did not help me out. Um, but I did have Acosta as my captain. So I got those 40 points. I know a lot of us did. Um, so just, uh, people didn't quite perform, but I, it was Mother's Day. I was gone. We're looking at houses. So I had stuff going on. So was was pretty happy that we got the triple digits. So though Skylar trying to take them away from me. Seen a lot of fantastic scores in chat. 141. Samuel killing it. Holy cow. Holy cow, man. That's awesome. A uh, bunch of several 120s. Those are some great scores there. Uh, I did win my, uh, I won one of my head to head. So I'm, I'm pleased with that. But uh, a lot of a lot of great scores seen coming a lot of triple digits so um, you're probably looking for more in that 120 range if you really want to see some good some good traction but i think if you got and maybe the one teens you probably had had a, a good round as well with a lot of the players that were here uh, the uh of course the dream well, i had 120 i had 120 that <laughs> dream team, 198 you know that gloat that i sent you read about how i just kicked blaine's butt by one point yeah didn't work didn't happen didn't take the dream team is 198 but i take beef with the dream team i wish the dream team would follow the actual roster rules i mean i'm excited to see six cincinnati players <laughs> on the dream team um but mm. so reed here's a question for chat before we get to the takeaways for how many of our chat people this was your first double clean sheet you've ever scored We've been on the, the other rules where you only get the highest score. How many people had their first double clean sheet this week? 
because they don't happen very often. And who would have ever believed that it was Cincinnati giving so many people their first double clean sheet? Heck yeah. Did, didn't Charlotte do it with Kalina? No. On that first one? Or was it just one clean sheet that he got? I think it was just one. Okay. It was nice. It was it was a great game. And I'm just going to go ahead and lead into the takeaways because I saw some people mention in Discord that they were looking forward to hearing about my feedback about Cincinnati. Um, I'm touched. No problem. And so that that is my my takeaway from this round is Cincinnati is improving. They're looking good. They're playing with more confidence. And people wanted to know why. There, there's still some rotation there. It's happened. I mean, we've, we've seen some different players at defense. We have a new goalkeeper that may be the new starting keeper. So um, keep an eye on Clementano right there. He's He may have just played himself into the role while Khan's been injured. But a big reason for some of the success, and Christian, you can speak to this as well since, since you had the second game, um, was Cincinnati has been doing better in the midfield. Um, no... Uh, you're gonna do you want do you want the pronunciation go ahead Nuobido. okay that's I, i've been practicing that all day and then i just tripped over it right now um but yeah Nuobido, he's a dp uh defensive midfielder and he made an impact these last two games that that was noticeable and that's always been what has been the trouble with cincinnati these past few years is there was no midfield ability and the defense was just constantly pounded, pounded. So no matter how competent our defense was, and even though we had some, some older players, they, they were people who knew what they were doing, but you, you can't defend for 85 minutes and expect that something isn't going to happen. And so what's been happening in our midfield has been relieving that pressure of the defense to have some time to breathe. There was more possession by Cincinnati in both of these games. There was some back and forth in both games, but a lot of it's been what's been happening in the midfield that that's been helpful. And it's been given Acosta the ability to, to be that attacking player and that playmaker that we needed him to be Vasquez being dangerous has been an asset, which makes the defense have to worry about him, which means you can't just be as "Eh, everyone, we're going to put 10 in the box against Cincinnati. So, um, and, and Clementano just has this ability to sort of at least these last few games to just kind of be in the right place at the right time. So, so that's a, a great trait that I hope keeps up and it is a legitimate keeper battle for me, for the future of the team. I hope that's legitimate keeper battle might be annoying for us on fantasy to see what happens when Khan is, is well and back into the mix. Um, yes. I see people. No they, yes. <laughs> I mean, I did. I, I legitimately like, I'm like, I'm going to get this name right. And I'm like, blah, blah, which is just, that's just what was going to happen with my history with names and our history of names with the show. But so that's my, my general Cincinnati takeaway is, is the midfield has improved, which is having some effects on, on all the players on the field because of that pressure. I, I don't want to say like, don't bet against us anymore, but I, I think it's a legitimate consideration now of, okay, they're not hot garbage. They have skill. They have ability. They have some form. So look at the whole picture instead of just, up. Oh, who's playing Cincinnati? Let's go against them. Who's playing Vancouver? Let's go against them. <laughs> that, that kind of stuff. It's, it, it's, it's more of a thought of, okay, is this really a good pairing with everything else going on? So, um, but yeah. I have a couple of things to say. Sure. Yeah. We, how, how do you take it from the, from the Minnesota side? Well, 
First of all, I absolutely applaud you guys for actually pulling it together for the last couple of weeks. And it's been a long time coming, but it's been coming and it's been evident. Mm -hmm. Like uh, the new DP defensive mid is great. Uh, I always liked, I always rated Junior Moreno as well. Um, He's he's not a bad player by any means. Um, You guys have Mm -hmm. Madunian in who can definitely step in and, uh, you know, spell a guy and, and he's good. He's damn good. Um, so that said, I just, I don't, I feel bad. I feel guilty saying this, but you know, you were playing our second string offense, <laughs> you know, like, uh, you know, like one but, but how many times would have been like Cincinnati could lose to a USL team before the, like a second. Yeah, no, yeah. I totally agree yeah. with that. I totally agree with that. So like you, technically you were playing kind of a USL team <laughs> that second Take it. and you definitely were in the first game. I mean, Toronto is just hot garbage. They are just bad. I mean, bad, like no way. Am I taking Toronto ever? Yep. But I think um, that was part of it too, is that even when those situations were happening, you you would have expected players like Pozuelo or or like Reynoso or or just like Jimenez to be able to do something. Like they're not a great team, but Cincinnati had traditionally allowed those chances that allowed the good players to to get points from fantasy. And so that's yeah. It's encouraging, but no, you're right. But, you're right. But and that's why it's looking. But that said, that said, Cincinnati is capable of moving the ball into scoring positions very well, very well, as good as any team on in MLS. The problem is Brenner keeps shooting it right at the damn goalkeeper. <laughs> I mean, like, or shooting it like, ten yards above the net, well, that's, or, or that. I mean, like that's why we get vast- finishing is a problem. But you guys, if you guys like work on that, and nail it. You know, finishing is a problem with a lot of a lot of teams in MLS right now. Yeah. I think, but um, you know, like sure, Christian, go out there and you go, you go try that, right? Yeah, sure. For a couple mil, I will, but. <laughs> you got enough. You know, Keep going with the rest of your takeaways too, Christian, while you're already at it. Um, sure. Um, I I basically covered my Minnesota things when um they they just chalk that up to like starting three of their backups in offense in the attack. I mean, it's just it's just the way it is. Um the uh what else do I have? I kind of lost the note here. Oh. Pozuelo um, kind of touched on that a bit. Uh, I see a lot of people in Discord putting Pozuelo in their teams. Sure, you know, like I'm not going to argue necessarily against it, but I'm sure as heck not going to do it. Um, that guy, I watched him very closely against Vancouver, and he was not interested in playing soccer at all. Like he was not there to play soccer. He was there to collect a paycheck. And I was so kind of like disappointed and upset by that because that game could have been so much better had he decided maybe like try, you know, and it just, that's the thing with some of these higher paid players, higher paid players is that, you know, I find that a lot of like, a lot of them just need motivation or, 
you know, they call it man management. And if you've lost, you know, if you're, if you're Bob Bradley and you've lost Pozuelo, you know, good luck with your season, maybe Insignia can come in and help, but if your number 10 there isn't doing it, you know, yeah. good luck. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So um, the other thing I wanted to touch on was very briefly, um, I don't know what's up with New York City. Maybe Taddy means more to that attack than we realize. But Taddy's been out before and they've produced. Um, they're going to be playing in Yankee. So that, that game is really going to be interesting. I don't see them blanking again like they did last week. Um, at least I hope not. Um, so there is a thing, though, about them playing in Yankee Stadium versus City Field versus Red Bull Arena. Um, you know, they play very differently in each in each space and it has to do with the size of the pitch, I'm sure. But uh, I have this axiom where, like, I never, ever fade, ever fade New York City when they're at home at Yankee, ever. So that's worked for me so far. Um, I'm going to stick with it this week. So maybe Chad has some, like, better insight about why such a disparity between those surfaces and those arenas. Uh, I mean, I think pitch size has to be it. We know it, it matters yeah. so much with, with Hank. That's State. what I'm guessing. Yeah. Blank, well, what about your takeaways? Yeah, I was going to say, that leads me right into mine. As I like the way Sporting's defense has been playing lately. Uh, Fontas is out. Issy has not been, has fallen out of favor. He's just not doing it. It's been Ford and Bolador the last two weeks, and they've looked better. They're faster. This is a lot more athletic group, and they were just closing down the ball, unlike what they've done the last couple of years. Uh, that, I think, played into some of New York City's problems. Uh, space was just getting closed down so fast. Uh, feet were flying into passing lanes when they wouldn't have been in the past. It's just, I think some of that defense is turning around. So while we were picking against Sporting early on because they were giving up some goals, with these other guys back there, I think that's going away. I do want to shout out our chat from last week a little bit. Some guys were saying, and I know, Reed, this is kind of in yours. Uh, look at D-mids on double game weeks. Yeah. Um, Michael Bradley was the highest scoring Toronto player, and he got nine for both games. Mm-hmm. I know there were a few people talking up Michael Bradley going into the week and apparently paid off. If you went, yeah, if you went with him over any of the other guys, he got more. Um, so D-mids on double game weeks that are averaging yeah. four or five, you get those two scores stacked. It can be really good, really handy. I yeah. wish I would have and... Yeah. Junior Moreno and Nwobodo were the same way. They both yeah. did really well. And yeah. if you, they did better than a lot of good players. Yeah. Don't under, underestimate the power of the D mids. Yes, leave it over. Sorry. And then my other one was a little bit of a substitution rotation. It'll be brought up on the injury report, I'm sure. But Zella came back for Columbus, played 45 minutes, and Columbus immediately found scoring form again. Um, so it's, it's hard to underestimate the value of Zella to that team. When he's starting, when he's playing, uh, you can bet on them scoring more often than not. When he's not playing, you can bet on a clean sheet, go clean sheet hunting against Columbus a little more often. So just watch that. He came back and immediately turned the tides for that franchise. And as long as he's back, I think he's back for good. And you can, you can bank on fantasy, strong fantasy implications one way or the other. 
when that was out. one of our one of our uh, talking points last week as well was is he back what's the, like a zella watch is what we we're on for sure yeah. tyler take us home uh blaine already kind of covered what i was gonna say dgw versus single game week look out for those d mids on a dgw because they can do a lot better than a single game week player mm-hmm. um and then seattle's done with ccl now so and they had their little hiatus game with with fc dallas celebration they're gonna yeah they're gonna come out guns blazing and i think we need to keep a close eye on their players they're cheap right now because they've been rotated so much they're on price drops but as soon as we start getting the ball rolling seattle's gonna be really good for for fantasy yep no i'm expecting i'm expecting to have some talk they were they were a team that i was looking at when i was building my team uh during lunch today so we shall see more about them later uh yeah a lot of good comments in chat uh, about what we're looking at same same comments here we know exactly this that was a big takeaway for the double game week in general is don't don't underestimate those double game week defensive midfielders it this is like their one time to shine and it's been a struggle uh to actually find a legitimate use for, for d mids and, and this is exactly it so when that big when that big double game week comes up Take a look. Take a look. Could find some good ones. All right, now let's move on more to our housekeeping. All right, let's talk about housekeeping for round 11. Uh, let's go to our pro rel league, starting with the Champions League right here. I had a tight one. I lost the lineup IQ. Uh, pretty, pretty tough game, but... At the top, another familiar name for those of you who have been listening to the show for a while. Uh, Boycatamo, the seventh, eighth, the eighth. Uh, Todd Modisett, uh from Houston, a uh, former overall champion, I believe. Uh, Todd's not the top-notch player, been on the podcast a few times as well. He overtook, I think Donuts was on top last week. Uh, Todd has a record of eight, one, and one. So that draw is what did it for him and... Uh, after that, we have uh, both Donuts and our good friend Patrick, who is tied for second at 8-0-2. So a, a tough, tough fight there. And, and I'm I'm struggling in this uh in this in this Champions League here. This is this is tough. This is some tough competition. If you guys like I, I have a record of three, one, and six, and and I'm kind of proud of it because I've had a couple of games where I've lost by single digit differences. So this this is very tough. Uh, I don't think we have Ashley's update from the Veterans League, but Blaine, what about you for the Development League? It's still FC Red Bull Green Mountain on top, uh, just kind of taking over the league right now. But in total points, he's been passed by three players who have one or two losses or a draw and a loss that are right behind him. So if he slips up, there's three guys ready to pounce, pounce on him. But he just keeps picking up the wins week after week, and that makes it really tough to catch up with somebody. And I will give a quick shout-out to our MLS Fantasy Boss Discord head-to-head league. We have uh, two players who are tied at first with a record of 10-0-0, so undefeated, uh, Ryan Anderson and Roe. Uh, Ryan of Lineup IQ and Roe of Zion's Revenge. Uh, but it is Ryan by points. Uh, who is winning that one. And then over at the MLS Fantasy Insider, Patreons head-to-head, all of you fantastic patrons right there. We have one player who is undefeated, and that is Garth Butchers, 10-0-0 with a solid lead there. 
Uh, Ryan's in that one as well, and, and he's lost. So again, that just shows you how tough these head-to-heads can be and why I love them so, so much. Well, let's talk about round 11 properly now. Uh, this round is a regular, regular week. No one's on a double. No one's, no one's on a buy. It starts Saturday, May 14th at 3 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time with Toronto versus Orlando. And then a few more games to start rolling in after that. So keep an eye on those uh, on those lineups. But yes, everything starts on Saturday, May 14th at 3 o'clock. So we should have your teams set. Uh, the teams playing last on, on Sunday, Atlanta and New England, and then Seattle and Minnesota. You can probably find some, some cheap players there. Uh, and that, those will be your best options for... Uh, any kind of switcheroos or autoroos that you're going to want to set up for this round. Uh, as I already said, no double game week players, no bye week players, but uh, we do have a pretty good injury report. So since Tyler's here, I'll let you take it away just with the highlights though, Tyler. Yep. Okay. So we're going to start off with the good news as we always do. Uh, Chris Mueller is back and same with Anderson Julio and Nwobodo is gets his first start as a D mid Diego Char and, and Sebastian Blanco are back. So those are the really big highlights of players that are back. Uh, red cards and suspensions. We had no red cards this week, but we do have four players that picked up their fifth yellow and are suspended. That is Christian Casares Jr., Joel Waterman, Miguel Navarro, and Pablo Ruiz. So biggest ones there are probably Ruiz and Caceres. Lots of injuries. Uh, if you want to see the ones that aren't highlighted here, go to the mega reference. But I'm just going to point out the biggest injuries here. Uh, Christian Fuchs came out early. I'm sure a lot of people know that. He has a hamstring. Uh, Miles Robinson ruptured his Achilles. He's going to be out for the whole season. Uh, Bill Hamid re-aggravated his knee that he had just returned from and is probably going to be out for a long time. Thomas Hassall has a hand injury. Don't know how serious that was. It was fake. It was fake. Uh, Lawless Abubakar has a hamstring injury. And Taddy, we're still kind of unknown. It was a minor knock in training is what we were told, but he missed the whole game, so... I'm just going to put that on there as a question mark. Um, biggest side info, uh, two players did play, did serve a suspension midweek, which were Blackett and Preso. So they will be available for the following week since they serve theirs on the week. Well, thank you so much, Tyler. And of course, as was already mentioned, if you want to check out the full injury report, the, the full mega reference, the easiest way to do that is to become a member of the MLS Fantasy Boss Discord community. And the easiest way to do that is to head over to MLSFantasyBoss.com slash Discord. Uh, there's a link at the top, but if you just type that in, it'll take you straight to that page. It's easy. It's free, which is the best kind of thing, right? Uh, and it's fun. It's a fun community, ever growing. We've got have we cracked 2,000 members yet, Christian? If not, we're... we're what? Good. I wasn't paying attention. Uh, you crack how many? We cracked 2,000 members yet? No. We're close. We're, we're getting there. I think so. we're at what, on the Discord? Yeah. yeah. We're at um, 14 or 1,500. Yeah, that's close. 
closer to than not. That's what I'm going to say. So, uh, it's, but it's an ever-growing community. Fantastic people. So head over there to get not just the full Discord report, but just general chat and uh, from some of the top fantasy minds in the game. So yeah, mlsfantasyboss.com/discord. Did you mention U.S. Open Cup midweek? I didn't. Go ahead. Uh, there are a lot of teams playing Tuesday and Wednesday this week for U.S. Open Cup. So keep an eye out for rotation on the weekend. Yeah. Let's check out. No, good good point. Forgot about that. But now let's move on to target players for the upcoming round. All right, let's talk about player targets for round 11, starting, as always, with our keepers and defenders. Blaine. Yeah. Um, I always start with clean sheets on these. Um, didn't identify a whole lot that I liked clean sheet-wise. If you pushed me to really say, I'd say probably look at Seattle and Nashville and possibly throw Cincinnati in there. As a potential, I just the way Chicago's been playing, they're not scoring a ton of goals, and Cincinnati's been hot. I think Nwobido really kind of solidifies that team, and just midfield presence on the ball can really change it from a team that gives up a ton of shots to a team that only gives up a few shots. And when you do that, and you've got a you're running a good streak with a hot goalkeeper, anything can happen. So those are kind of my three clean sheet hunters. If you would were to break a tie, uh, but for my keepers. Uh, Going with those two teams, and I like the guys and the way they produce, I'm probably going to go with Willis to Fry. It's a little bit of a later swap, so I'm taking a late first day game and then the last game of the weekend. But it gives me a Saturday-Sunday mix. I can see what happens and go with it. But Houston's not a team that puts up a ton of goals, and Nashville's really good defensively. And then Minnesota's a team that's been struggling to find goals, and if Seattle's as hot as they have been in CCL, I mean, why not ride that wave a little bit? Minnesota's on the road. It's just those seem to be two easy matchups to take for uh, your goalkeepers. And then defenders, I don't really like most of what I'm seeing this week. I'm looking at taking one Seattle player here. If I don't go with the midfield, midfielder and a forward, I'm leaning towards Ariaga just because I like him. He's done, he's done well for me in the past, but looking at a Seattle guy here and then, uh, Lennon for bonus points against uh, somewhat bad New England Revolution defense. They've been giving up a lot of goals this season. Uh, Lennon, Lennon packs on the bonus points and gets into the attack. I think this is a good mix where you can go bonus points on both ends. And then I like Wagner as well, just for bonus point generation. I'm kind of hitting the highlight names that we always go to. But Red Bulls is not a team that's been scoring a ton of goals this year. So you get a little bit more bonus there. And I think Wagner can push forward against uh, Red Bulls this week. So I kind of like those matchups and where those are coming from. I just I don't like a lot of these matchups in general. I think you're tr- you're going to have to look at bonus points this week and spend a little bit more money. But from what I saw in Discord, everybody's got extra money to spend, so I don't think it's going to be hard to afford it. And with the way my team was going, I had so much extra money I could afford whatever defenders I wanted after slotting in my midfielders and forwards that I had to have. Tyler, um, I'm. I actually see a couple of clean sheets. I'm not sure which ones I want to go for. Early games is kind of tough, but that big block of like four to five um, Pacific, four to five PM is 
I I can see maybe one or two, possibly a third clean sheet in there. I'm looking at NYCFC, so starting with Sean John at the front, and then having probably Harbell as my back end. I don't. I'm someone that likes away keepers if they have a good matchup. I know it's kind of against the grain of what people do, but that's just who I am. Well, without Pablo Louise, that really helps yeah. out that chance. Yeah, without Pablo Ruiz, but on the opposite end of the spectrum, they might be getting um, Jefferson Severino back. Hmm. So there's a, I'm going to keep an eye on that, but I'm looking at Tarbell as my front end there or the back end. Uh, defenders, I I don't think you can go without saying that Nathan is probably debatably the best defender these last this last year and a half. So he's on my team. Um, Wagner just produces so many bonus points against the. I know Red Bulls are good on the road, but that's going to actually be a really fun game to watch. Yeah, uh, Wagner probably is going to produce something. I really like. If I'm getting a goalkeeper, I'm going to pair it. So NYCFC, if I'm going with them on the front end, I'm going to have a either like Callens or Martins, and then probably Julio Cisconte if I go Austin on the back. Makes sense. Christian, anybody to add? Uh, did we say Collins? Yes. Did we say Wagner? Yes. Did we say Nathan? Yes. Did we say Lennon? Yes. Uh, my- <laughs> <clears throat> My keeper switches Sean Johnson to either Fry Tarbell or McMath. I originally thought McMath was a lock, and then um, uh, I don't know how the absence of Ruiz is going to affect their defense. I doubt it. I might just keep McMath. Uh, Tarbell is cheaper. I still think uh, Austin probably has a great chance of getting an away clean sheet there. Um, but more importantly, the clean sheets I show. I see clean sheets at San, you know, San Diego away. I cannot stress enough about how bad uh, Vancouver's attack looks. Um, yeah, they scored a goal, but they scored a goal against probably one of the worst defenses in the world. So, um, who happens to also have been playing a double game week at the time on the second game. So, yeah, um, Vancouver's attack is toothless, so I'm picking SJ on the road. Uh, Philly, I could see getting a clean sheet easily. Uh, New York City, if everything, you know, all the stars align. Um, RSL, I still have faith. Uh, Austin, I have faith. That's going to be like a 0-0 game. Um, LA Galaxy is one that we haven't mentioned. I really see a clean sheet there. Hmm. Um, also Seattle, I see a clean sheet only if load is still ill. If load plays, he will probably play striker and he will probably score. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, so does so, that hesitate you if, if someone is, I know you were saying that, um, you were considering a fry. Does that make you hesitate having him as your, Part of your keeper oh, absolutely. With, if, with that, with, unless you can see that news early, because they play the last game. Yeah, if load, yeah, exactly. So you I would go away from Fry. Thing. Like if I knew load wasn't going to play, I would probably stick Fry in there. Seriously, um, 
but we are really missing him. And it, that was pretty evident with the Cincy game at home. So, um, so that's pretty much, that pretty much sums it up. Uh, yeah. Seattle, Seattle only if load doesn't play basically. Now you guys touched on, on, I think a lot of the good ones, a couple of names I saw on chat. I'll just highlight real quick. Uh, Kalina was mentioned when that's the Charlotte keeper. I'd, I'd be real worried about Montreal. Uh, I mean, they, they definitely have the ability to put up some, some points. And so I'd, I'd be kind of worried about Montreal's chances. So I don't think he'd be high. And as, as a cheap option and Kimbin was thrown out, of course, the DC back up there, not, not a horrible shout for, for an away keeper. Miami had. Hmm? Kempen wouldn't start. It's going to be Romo, their new signing, or Romo, Romo, something, something yeah, like that. Yeah, it's Romo. Hey, well, then never mind. Well, what's Romo at? Is he? It's not even the game yet. No. Mm-mm. Well, maybe Romo then. I didn't keep up with DC signing, so shame on me. But uh, I, whoever DC has, that that could be a decent shout for for going against the struggles that Miami has had. They didn't score on the road against Charlotte last week. They're back at home. They do have that potential. We have seen some attacking potential and with a new keeper, maybe not, but the price might be right. So you could see, I think you guys said it earlier though, price isn't as big of a deal. So may not be be the biggest concern, but I'm just not hot on, on Charlotte if that is what someone's thinking. Tony Romo return. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, other than that, I think you guys covered everything so let's move on to midfielders tyler uh heel is a lock he's always on your team i feel like mihailovic is getting really close that always lock should be on your team so i have him on my team this week i feel those two are going to be pretty repetitive um i'm leaning towards like lucho and then lodero He's the last game. You can easily switch to Rusnok if he doesn't start. And if Rusnok doesn't start, easily switch to Christian Roldan. One of those three, but I like Ladero the most. And I'm still debating between either Facundo or Pereira for Orlando. I really like their matchup against a weak Toronto side. And it's the first game, so if you want to, you can throw him on the bench. No, uh, no love for Derusi against Salt Lake. Uh, I, I've considered him. I've he's like my Barrios though. Oh, so, okay. No, I get it. No, enough so, said. No, I mean I'll pick him up if you want me to. <laughs> no, no, enough said. Blaine, who are you looking at? <laughs> yeah, this week was actually really tough for me. It is. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I just I'm all over the place. Uh, Facundo Torres and Mihailovic were two of the easy early ones. I threw in there. I like Torres as a bench play just because it's the first game of the week. Toronto has been really bad. And Torres, when he plays, has been the best producing midfielder for Orlando. Uh, there is some debate with Pereira and stuff, but Torres has been the better producer all season long. Um, Mihailovic is getting really close to that lock status. I agree with Tyler on that one. And he's, I mean, it's a road game, but they're playing against Charlotte. I think this is one where uh, Montreal's going to see a lot of the ball, and he's usually involved in some form. And then from there, it kind of it kind of got really tough. I I like Delgado for um, LA Galaxy this week. I just I think the matchup is good for them. I don't trust Dallas's defense as much. 
and I kind of wanted some coverage in that game. Galaxy have been playing really well, and it's it's hard to pick against them at times. Um, I like Almada. I haven't gone with him yet this year, I don't think, maybe once. But I like Almada. Revolution have been giving up goals all season long. I don't think this is the good Revolution defense we see. And I just I feel like Atlanta's going to do something. Cisneros is getting more and more rhythm with this team. He's coming off of a hat trick, which, I mean, guys don't replicate that. But Atlanta's looking more and more dangerous all the time. And this core that's been playing is gelling more every week. So it's, it's hard to bet against that team. And because of that, and the way Atlanta's defense can play, I am I'm fading heel right now. I know some people are going to throw him out there as a captain pick, but I'm fading him. It's just, it's a road game. He's, he'll probably get six, seven, eight again. I'm just looking for a little bit more in a couple of different places. And I just, I, I don't know if they, if New England gets a goal in this game. I just don't. I mean, that's probably going to come back to bite me and somebody will say next week, oh, they scored one and he was involved. And like, like it always is. I They're missing miles, Rob. Yeah. I was just going to say that. You just nerfed my comment. Sorry. Go ahead. But yeah, <laughs> Go ahead, <okay>. Christian. <laughs> no, it's all right. Yeah, it's okay. I'm still on that. And then the other one, I'm the fifth guy I've got on my roster right now, and he's in a sub spot. I've got Gold for Vancouver. I know they're not playing very well, but this is San Jose who can give up a lot of goals. Gold is back. White is back. That's the two that you want to see when, you, when you're going to take a Vancouver game. If you see one of those guys benched, you immediately abort and drop everybody from the team. <laughs> I, it's just, when those two are together, good things tend to happen. And it was it a hard one. It, it didn't this yeah, week. It, I mean, it happened late, but it was uh, on the subs, not Brian White. Yeah. Cavallini. Yeah. White looked yeah. anemic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no, and and I, get, I get that. Like, I'm not high on Vancouver, but I've also seen San Jose give up three and four goals multiple times this season. Vancouver's got to turn it around at some point if they're going to have any chance of making the playoffs this season. So that's why that, I like that. That's matchup. a fallacy alert. Fallacy I, know alert. I know it is, but I like <laughs> the matchup. It's worth a bench play for me. Gold's not that expensive to where I have to worry about it too much because I just don't see a ton of midfielders. I like, um, I don't have Drew right now, but with Ruiz out, and all the changes coming in RSL. Maybe I do that on the road, but Driussi burned me a few times this year. It makes it really hard to go back to a guy like him. Fair. I mean, I I, uh, I get what you're saying. Uh, for those who who may not have been around last year, Gold was was just an amazing force for Vancouver. Uh, he did get an assist last week, but uh, I mean, there are some questions, and th- this may be the round if you want to take that risk. I think the bench is the place for that to be. It, it is such a strange round with so many of the strong teams away, and and that is definitely a big hesitation that that many fantasy managers are trying to get over. Christian, how are you tackling that question? Well, I tackle it first by trying to figure out where the goals are going to come from, and I have Atlanta and the Revs as a goal fest. I think that that is going to have maybe five or six goals in it. Um, maybe because no miles Robinson, they're kind of shaky at the back to begin with. Uh, and revs just flat out suck at the back. Um, so no miles Robinson makes, makes heel a lock for me. And he, you know, he also makes it his captaincy a lock for me. 
uh, even though he's on the road. Um, a lot of heels best numbers have been on the road. So I will tell you that. Um, Charlotte and Montreal, I also feel are, are very, it's probably going to be a high scoring game. It's either going to be a high scoring game or it's going to be zero, zero. Um, I think New York city has got goals in them. I think San Jose has got goals in them and Seattle has goals in them. If Rui Diaz and Ladero and Rosnack and all those guys play. Um, so with that, I, Jordy's a lock, uh, I'm taking Christian Espinoza. Uh, I'm taking either Lucho or um, one of the, actually, no, just one of the, just, just Maxi. I will only fade Lucho if Maxi starts with Taddy. Um, if Maxi starts with Taddy, I'm taking those two over Lucho and one of my other forwards uh, right now is Araujo. Um, and I also have Lodero. I also considered um, Almada very, very, very long and hard thought about Almada, but I just can't see him doing better than any of the guys I got so far. So again, just mentioning some some names from from chat. Uh, people are asking about uh, about Shakiri for Chicago. We touched upon earlier. Chicago's been struggling, and if you look at Shakiri's numbers, he's He's not generating those bonus points that you would hope for. He's he's picked up a few, a little a few more shots as of late, but he, he's he's just not getting those those numbers. He's not getting that production. And with Cincinnati being on a bit of uh, of a up, and th- there's some history with Cincinnati and Chicago as well. So um, I, I just don't know if that's if this is the game for um, Shakiri coming back. And I think there are other options that you would consider before Shakiri anyway. And we've even touched some of those, those fringe ones. Right. So that's, that's my thought on Shakiri. I don't know if you guys have anything to add or we can just move on. All right. Well, then. I don't know the money about Shakiri. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to forwards uh, starting with Blaine. Oh, you're going to start with me. Okay. That's fine. You're, you're listed there. We don't have to start with you. Oh, you had Christian with a question mark at the top. So no, that's fine. Um, my, I've got, I've got two on the bench and one of them's lineup dependent. Um, I'm probably going back to Cisneros. Like I said, I don't trust the revolution defense. I think there are goals in that game, especially for Atlanta. So I'm going to run with him. Um, I have Tati on my bench currently. I just, if he's back, I want him. The New York city has been one of the best offensive teams we've had all season doesn't matter whether it's Santi or Maxi in the middle. I want Tati if he's back. And it's an early enough game. You can put him on the bench and see what happens, too. Uh, if Tati isn't starting, it's probably going to be a switch to Taxi for DCU. I, I, I like that matchup enough, but not enough to put him in my starting lineup over some of these other guys. It is a road game. But I think if you're going to – you could take Taxi over it. And then I've got Rui Diaz in my starting lineup, but easily to scrub out if everybody on my bench hits. Um, it's last game of the week. I want to see what happens there. But I think those three or four guys, because I know I threw four names out there, are my preferred chances to score this week to get at least one goal, maybe multiple. So I'm kind of torn between those four. I'll say now I reserve the right to change one of these guys out. I do like that 
taxi matchup really well. It's just a road game that scared me off in my initial draft. But I'm pretty sure Cisneros is a lock to be at least on my bench and then go from there. But if Tati's out, it's definitely Taxi, Cisneros, and Rui Diaz for me this week. And if you're looking for Taxi in the roster, it does not say Taxi. What does it actually say? Uh, Fontas. However you want to pronounce that. Fontas. It's 9.9 million forward for uh, DC United. For those of you who may be looking like, where does it say taxi? But it's, it's a, it's a fun, it's a fun name to say and fun emojis as well. Tyler. Uh, I also have taxi found us, um, but for, I like to do a little switcheroo all the time with, with forwards. So my, my switcheroo, I am looking at throwing a Colorado forward on the bench mm. right now. No, it's not uh it's not your guy. It's uh, Diego Rubio currently. Oh, okay. Um, but I might look at Zardes if he starts. And for the guy that I'm always going to be starting, it's going to be between either Rui Diaz, Cisneros, or maybe Adam Buxa. I like Rui Diaz and Cisneros more because of the home game, but I also do like the potential of the scoring factor of Buxa with Miles Robinson out. Yeah, Buxa is a solid. I considered him. I rejected him, but I considered him. Um, <clears throat> uh, obviously, Rui Diaz. I have in there now. It depends on again, you know, if I know if Load is going to be there or not, and if you know, like, you know, I know the team is just different with Load and with that attacking force forces the other team not to be able to attack as much so um it's usually paulo who gives us our problem though uh i think uh tate mentioned that in chat was that paulo being out is actually probably a boon for us because he he is he is the one guy who constantly kicks our ass i mean it's like bangers dude i mean like there's a 40 yard goal from child paulo how rare you know, anyway, um, uh, I've got Rui Diaz, uh, right now they have Araujo, uh, Luis Araujo from Atlanta, Luis, sorry. Um, pretty standard chalky picks. Um, I also have Campania and I believe in Campania this week. I think he's going to score at least one against a DC defense that is very civ like in my opinion um and of course i mentioned before taddy if he starts then you know i'm probably gonna scrub either around one of the late forwards i've got keep an eye on will bruin also yeah will bruin dancing, the dancing bear uh he's dead people. to me good no i was saying bruin's dead to me Let's move on to our captain picks. Don't see many other names in chat. Uh, jokingly, people I saw someone mention uh, Chicharito, but I don't think that's what a lot of people are looking at. Um, but let's move on to captain picks. Christian, lead us off. I don't want to go for no. Okay, all right. Obviously, heel is a lock. Um, I also considered uh, Jordy and Lodero. I had it on Lodero f- at first because I thought, well, you know. 
I'm a victim of recency bias because the last MLS game he played, he just hauled. He just completely, it was like watching Lodero from 2019. Um, and the way he played in, in uh, CCL, this guy is serious, man. Like he is not, he is not affected by anything. This, you know, Paolo goes down and does not affect him one bit. Um, in fact, it actually, I thought he did better uh, without Paolo. Um, but anyway, that's that. Those are three solid picks, in my opinion. Um, he'll obviously is the one I'm going with because. Atlanta just, you know, they're not that great. And they're also missing their best center back. And that's that's enough for me to say yes on him. Yeah, that makes sense. Blaine. Yeah, I, I hate taking road captains. It's really hard for me. Almada came up as one of my first picks for the week. If I went with the midfielder on who I had on my team right now, that would be it. But I'm looking at a forward this week. I want to try to make up some ground and see what I can do. Uh, Rui Diaz jumps up to the top of that list. Uh, if I see Tati start, depending on what Columbus comes out with, that's a potential as well. And then Cisneros coming off the hat trick. You don't want to go point chasing, but I really don't have any faith in this revolution defense. I just I don't like the way this team's playing. I think Bruce has really kind of gutted the way this midfield plays to a degree defensively. And I think Cisneros could see a lot of opportunities this week. So it's kind of a up in the air type of thing. I was talking to chat a little bit. I don't have any Seattle coverage in midfield at all. I could see definitely going with whoever, whatever Seattle midfielder you do have, whether that be Ladero who is hot right now, or even Roldan who has been kind of lights out all season facilitating for this team. Um, if you don't trust Ladero, if you're worried about rotation, whatever it may be, I, I think Roldan's a good pick. And I think without Paolo in there, Roldan's going to see a lot more points come his way slowly. And so I just, I think he may have one of those opportunities to outscore Ladero this week, given the matchup and how it goes. But right now I'm going to say Almada is my pick this week. If I don't go with the forward. Tyler. Always Captain Heel. Next, Reed. Uh, no, I have on Heel as well. Uh, I like I like that Atlanta game. What you guys mentioned about uh, about the defense of there is is enough to to sway me. Good production, good opportunities. Um, so yeah, I have it on. I have it on Heel. I'm surprised you weren't going with someone like Rui Diaz though, Tyler. But <laughs> no, always Captain Heel. Always Captain. I'm following the trend. Last year I didn't, and I I struggled to get into FCL. There we go. This year I am, and I'm struggling even more. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much, guys, for providing those options for people to start with when building their teams. You have the whole week, so so no no rush this week. Um, But uh, we're going to be putting out more stuff from MLSFantasyBoss.com, and this is just just where to start. Thanks, everyone, who's joining us with chat. Let's wrap things up with our plugs. Christian. The MLS Fantasy Boss Discord. There we go. Yeah. Enough said. Be there or be square. Yeah. Both Christian and Tyler are moderators there. Christian's an admin. Blaine. I'm not a moderator. Oh, yeah. You're, you're an admin. That's right. And Blaine. That's right. New new moderator. Tyler. Uh, I know Ashley would say the same thing. So we can't 
go through this episode without mentioning his name. Hashtag never Vela. Do not go Vela this week. All right. That's all. <laughs> all right. That's, that's fair. Blaine. Yeah, I'll be the sappy one. Shout out to all the mothers that may or may not be part of this community. We celebrated Mother's Day. I'm sure not as many of us watch games like we normally would because it was Mother's Day. I know Reed said he was out. I was busy most of the weekend. So a shout out to all the mothers in the MLS fantasy community and all of our mothers that are out there as well that have put up with us being complete nerds over games like this. Uh, We appreciate you and thank you for everything you've done for us. Very well said. I was going to pick that up if nobody else did. Uh, I'm going to say, of course, MLSFantasyBoss.com are the articles that we have coming out this week. It was just it was just crazy last week, everybody. Sorry about that. But it was short week turnaround, crazy times, crazy at work, crazy in life. But uh, check out the articles coming out this week. Uh, check out the MLS Fantasy Boss Discord. Like Christian mentioned, it's a fantastic community. And of course, a very special shout out to my lovely wife, who if you are listening to us tonight, on the stream her birthday is tomorrow and if you are listening to this uh tomorrow which is tuesday her birthday is today so a big special shout out to her who takes all the heavy lifting with baby rue during these these stream nights and has been uh, such a driving force in our in our house hunt and and her job change and just everything that we do in life so a double shout out with mother's day and and her birthday coming up so a big big shout out to mrs mls fancy boss right there Uh, That's all that we have for for tonight. So as always, good luck.